Nicole, what would the title of like your autobiography be if you were a real housewife releasing an autobiography? This is really unoriginal, but I'm thinking right now it would be sad Mormon. Because seasonal <laughs> affective disorder is real. Preach. But you know, like <laughs> preach, but not to Heather's choir, which is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Their practicing didn't really pay off, did it? This is episode 10 of Disengaging. Our show recapping our spiciest takes on season three of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm Julia Ritchie in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm Nicole Nixon in Sacramento, California. We made and it, Nicole. We did. <laughs> Listen, the journey wasn't always easy. It was, was not a hilling journey. It was a hellacious journey. <laughs> Sometimes there was only one pair of footprints in the sand where Jesus had to carry me through the season. <laughs> and yeah. Jen, unfortunately, had to carry the storyline. Yeah. I mean, but I was going to congratulate us because our la- we did a podcast together, as we mentioned in episode one, in Utah on the legislature. And we only did seven or eight episodes. And we're now on episode 10. So oh, this is the most. You're right. Pot- yeah. So cheers. Cheers I'm- to us. Clink. We have glasses. And um, but yeah, uh, un- well, like the Utah legislature. <laughs> This season was a real slog. Oh my god, what? <laughs> it was a lot of work to watch these episodes and and stay up to date. And I think we talked about on an episode before we didn't always stay up to date. No, we were I mean, we were confused about things. The women, the way the editing was done, made plot lines sort of convoluted. You couldn't tell who the main storyline of the season was. The eye is still not resolved. You know, there's a a lot that didn't get resolved in this season, but there was also just just no no through line the whole time. And I, you know, I don't blame them if stuff isn't always resolved at the end of a season because this is, you know, air quote reality TV at the end of the day. But, um... We were texting when we were watching the finale and I was like, I wasn't left wanting more. And like given the legal drama with Jen and the fact that she was just sentenced and the finale came out, like you couldn't have asked for better timing um, for these, you know, for the show. But it just felt like so, such a chore and like so much emotional energy to watch and to keep up and to follow a three-day trip for like five weeks straight it was (laughs) five months they really asked a lot of us this season and and i don't know i just think they could have done better with some of the material they had i think we started to figure out what occurred or we 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 have a good working theory uh and i'm sure some of the other fans have similar theories but you know the first half of this last episode uh, is they're at the book launch of uh, Heather's forthcoming autobiography, Bad Mormon, and then like it's like fifteen minutes of that, and then they end the episode, and the entire rest and latter half of the episode is about Jin's mm-hmm. pl- uh, guilty plea in July, which is like when they ended filming, and then they did like a just a black screen with text, like a like an Instagram <laughs> story. 
that's like and she just got six and a half months it was, it was just so sloppy and so thrown yeah. together and so my theory was that uh Jin asking for all of these delays in her trial uh made it impossible for the editors to actually cut together a storyline yeah. on the trial because they obviously had a lot to work out on the back end with her attorneys about how much they could film of all of the proceedings so I think it's Jen's fault this season was bad. Like, literally, like, like, not only is she going to jail, but she committed the biggest crime of all, which was to mess with TV production schedules and made it. So then they, you could see, like, midway through, there were times when the women acted like she'd already pled guilty. Mm -hmm. And then other times, you know, it was like, it was impossible for them to actually, like, have a consistent storyline because Jen had kept pushing her plea out. Yeah. And maybe, do you think that that would explain why the San Diego trip took so many episodes of this season? Like, they planned to film longer to include, and maybe we mm-hmm. should go back and look up, like, when Jen's original We should were do scheduled. a timeline. Yeah. Yes. Because my other that question... The whole point of the trip was to be, like, her last hurrah yeah before her trial and then the trial got pushed well yeah so here's another question is one was she requesting the trial delays and pushing them two was she doing that to you know get her argument and her, her legal arguments in order or was she doing that to push tv production so that you know this maybe wouldn't be part of this season because she knew when they were wrapping filming i don't think that she had that much control over it other than it's pretty standard for like someone's attorneys not to want to go to trial like they want to yeah kick it out as long as they can to get the best deal they can so i think so you don't largely think the the tv production schedule factored into her trial deadline i think well, I just don't I don't know Jen's working relationship yeah, with the producers, but yeah, I would imagine like she was taking the advice of her attorneys mm-hmm. and it, you know, left the producers in a choice like leave Jen in but not make it seem that she's still innocent even though everyone knows this not well, going to play out in her favor. Yeah. Um, but at least we got the super cut of her yelling she's innocent all season yes! long. You called That's it. A, yeah. <laughs> and I'm very um, glad that was included. That was And bef- we're recording, you know, before Jen's sit down with Andy Cohen, but that is allegedly taking place this weekend, which will be mm-hmm. her, you know, I guess ex- exit interview to jail or en- entrance interview. <laughs> her like going on leave for several years, but yeah. hopes to be back interview but by and large this season was widely panned by many many people yeah and and fans of the show like i enjoyed definitely watching parts of it but there was no consistency that made me like feel like yeah like yeah like i can't wait to tune in next time (laughs) yeah well i don't think that's very good for the season especially Mm -mm. with you know we talked about Jen and we asked this question will she be will the franchise continue without Jen I think they'll probably has it I don't know has it been revealed yet if it's been renewed I feel like maybe they do one more and kind of test it I think they're gonna test it for sure yeah but if if your ship doesn't 
and the fans. But you know, are- the seasons go dormant or franchises go dormant. It's like the true. Real Housewives of um, New York, is it? They just rebooted with the original cast, mm. and they came with a. Now they have a new cast, so they're gonna do two. Oh. Yeah, because the new people didn't mesh well with the older cast members, so they decided just to like make. Okay, so it's not rare and like unheard of for yeah. these to go on pause or a hiatus. I don't, I don't really see that happening here. <laughs> I just think because um, oh, Andy Cohen did say that they already have some really, really good cast mm, members. That's true. So he actually well, I, did. He did confirm that they are okay. filming another season and that they have new, like n- new cast members from the ones we even met this season. So. Um, uh, maybe, you know, he has to say it because he's oh, yeah. the hype man. He's like the guy in the middle of the circus tent. That's you know? right. He's the ringmaster. So. Who from Utah are you nominating then to be part of the next? Oh, good. Next yeah. Cast? I, uh, I believe when I texted you this, I said Gail Razika. Was that it? Right. She's the, uh, president of the eagle forum a very uh, conservative women's group she's kind of an og in utah <laughs> politics though um and she's just tough as nails i think she has like six children too so that tracks uh-huh. um i just think she would actually make a she would make a really good housewife she loves being a housewife because she's always trying to introduce legislation to make us all housewives so um i feel like she'd be good yeah i'm being dry. <laughs> I never have to interview her again. So. Well, listen, I would also nominate a Gail. I would nominate Gail Miller to be mm. a Real Housewife of Salt Lake City. She has the money to back it she up. She definitely has the money to run with them. Yeah, and she also has like um, an iconic hairstyle, which I think helps, is when she has a, what mm-hmm. do you, it's just like a very short cropped, like uh, Julianne. White? Yeah, oh, Julie yeah. Andrews. And she has the name ID. She's got more name ID than any of those ladies. So I know. It's true. She'll it's bring true. it. <laughs> bring on the Gales in season four. <laughs> Gale, listen, bad weather can be replaced with Gale Force. <laughs> Gale Force one. <laughs> Let's go backwards because this season started with Heather's book reveal. But then, like you said, there was this weird... Um, the episode ended and we got like the where are they now cards of everybody and then there was about half an hour uh, devoted to Jen's uh, appearance in New York and her guilty plea so I don't know yeah what did you think of Heather and Meredith showing up to be there with her and I I was actually surprised to see Meredith there I you were I didn't I didn't know obviously like what the extent of her relationship with Jen was other than a castmate, but to like fly out on the day of her sentencing. Yeah. Well, she just didn't seem like that was where they were at. So that wasn't the only reason though. She mentioned that Seth was with her and Seth was on business. So, Uh, okay. I don't know. Maybe Seth made some business for that time because Meredith planned to go. But I also thought it was interesting that Heather Meredith and Seth went to dinner and Seth asked them, have you ever asked Jen if she's guilty of what she's accused of? And they and both just that like, was like, like yeah. you saw them like actually being forced to think about this for maybe the first time because they've just even avoided. though they were at the dinner where Mary asked her, 
So they were both mm-hmm. sitting there at that um, dinner in season two where she goes, you didn't know any of this was going on. And then Jen says, no, had no idea. She's like, really? You had no, like, she's really the only one who ever yeah. seriously questioned her. So they were there when that occurred, but they never yeah. broached it themselves. So. Well, and here they are again being asked, have you ever asked Jen if she's guilty of yeah. this? And then we played the clip last week of Heather being asked that by Andy also and just being like, it didn't matter because I'm her friend. And so now what I'm hoping you know, we just did the reunion, or they just filmed the reunion. We'll be seeing it next week. Yeah, and, and I know we said we were, you know, disappointed they filmed it before her actual sentencing, but all of them know it, knew at the time they filmed it she was guilty. So right. I imagine a lot of them will be asked then by Andy, you know, how they reconcile the, you know, grace that they extended to jen given all of the charges uh that she's now pled guilty to yeah so i hope they're asked that in that way and not you know they're not asked it in a soft way and i know that they'll all have their statements prepared Mm -hmm, and for sure you know i hope that i hope their feet are held to the fire a little bit when it comes to this we cut this from last week's episode but uh we were checking all of the castmates instagrams for their reaction to the sentencing and the immediate day after it was very quiet but the, oh, yeah. one of the first people to post something was mary cosby former castmate <laughs> who so- was playing like a gospel song and with a cool rainbow filter and it was like she had some caption that was it, there was like i'm finding it you can't even say it was a subtweet it was so clearly clearly targeted <laughs> Um, love you all hashtag God bless hashtag bless God bless bless yeah (laughs) and then Meredith also posted something about um, oh yeah Meredith posted something cryptic this week yeah well I will say Meredith and Whitney both, both posted cryptic comments after the uh, sentencing about how heavy this season was. I think it was Whitney who said this season has been so dark, but now a weight has been lifted and a li- you know, like the light. <laughs> it was it was very and she gets to go on her it was very journey. like energy um healer. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm hoping that they get pressed a little more at the reunion about how they actually feel. Now that they're mm-hmm. they're the I most agree. abusive, violent castmate is you know being locked up. Oh, <laughs> one of the things you pointed out when they were in New York was kind of this. There was this awkward tension, and I get that there's tension because something big's about to happen for Jen. But it seemed like Heather and Meredith were very uncomfortable with the fact that. Jen was going to trial for this big thing. And it just, I don't know. They didn't seem fully, like they fully believed her. And they were, I yes, so I don't I know came how up to with, describe it. I came up with this drinking game that every time there's a pregnant pause in this last episode to take a drink. Because there, every time Jen says something like, Stu set me up, you'll just see, they'll pan to um, Heather or Meredith and they'll just go, hey. <laughs> 
like they just they, kind of grimace like yeah their lips really? are completely in a straight line and they're like mm. Mm. <laughs> don't like just a as the definition of a pregnant pause and it happens several times where <laughs> jen's like i can't believe that you know i'm taking the fall for just all of this way. and then they look and they're like mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was very yeah. funny i mean we talked about the bad editing and how hard this season was to watch sometimes, but they, you know, the people cutting each episode still got it. Yeah. One thing that we wanted to share was the journey of Jen's taglines. Tell the story of Jen's rise and fall in this franchise. Like, we have to hit that right now. In this town, I'm Queen B and MVP. The only thing I'm guilty of is being shamazing. I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. Hearing all three of them in quick succession like that, though, is it's just like it's beyond parody. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's true. She wrote she wrote her own like she's like her autobiography is yeah. a Shakespearean tragedy. It is. It's a, you know, like the a play in three acts, like the, a Jin Shaw in three taglines. If the absolute unthinkable happened and we were found guilty, I'm innocent! Now we have to, we have to, we have to talk about that too. You have all of us supporting you. You'll be innocent. We know that, right? Okay, so now we get to the beginning of the episode, which was Heather's book cover reveal. Um, and shout out again to the editors because they put in a quick shot of green jello and oh yes my mormon uh upbringing just appreciates that so shout out i know i never had green jello jello while i was living in utah and i this is one of those like missed opportunities i don't I know i grew up mormon i can't tell you the last time i had green jello it's like not really a thing it's mm-hmm. just it's yeah, it seems like more of a joke thing than exactly. it is a real thing at this point. But anyways. One thing, yeah, a lot of, but you said it, it, it was a, a great final place for, like, the final drama that takes place this season, except, as many people have pointed out online, they left out a scene that they put in all of the trailers or teasers for this season of Dana telling Jin off at this yeah. book party. So the drama ends up being Angie K going after Jen at the book party, but we never see Dana confronting just, Jen. And Jen and Coach Shaw leave very quickly after Angie K starts going after them. It's cut so poorly. You can tell that they left a lot out totally. that led up to them leave, leaving Heather's party. Um, but Dana's line is so... Amazing. We have to play that too. Don't get in my mother face. If I were you, I'd be real nice right now, especially if you want some money on your books. <gasps> I don't I just don't get why they cut that if they used it in promo. And I don't know about you, but the drama with Angie K, I just it was hard to follow and I wasn't really buying it. Like Yeah, like she flips on her friend in like two seconds. And it was just like, oh, Jen was telling people that I was the one that gave Heather the black yeah. eye. It, which, I don't know. I wish, 
I don't know. It was bad. It was, it was not believable. Like it. And I think no one was really buying that Angie K was really that upset at that particular point. Um, yeah. So. So lame they left that in and cut the Dana. Yes. Like that. I think we were so exhausted <laughs> why couldn't they have done that for us like the dana fight would have been so much more satisfying yeah the other thing that was like f this thing is angie harrington and her um elf on the shelf husband elf on the shelf <laughs> i don't husband. i didn't want to say the other bad word um decide to that they, they'll finally apologize as long as tv cameras mm-hmm. are there to coach shaw and yeah, exactly. jen and he can't even utter any he words do it was he was it's he like, breaking down and like what was that i it was bad that was bad acting it was like is she his mommy like oh the i know fact, it was like a kid on a playground what he's who, trying to say she literally goes what he's trying to say is i was like if i ever have a part a male partner and i say what he's trying to say is <laughs> yeah God. Really embarrassing for both of them, but really embarrassing to be married to someone like that. <laughs> exactly. Use your words, Chris. Use your words. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that brings us to our final question that okay. I would like to revisit, which is Jen is literally a month away from going away for six and a half years. <sighs> mm-hmm. Does this show survive without her? I Can think so. Yes. You think the others can carry it? I don't think it's necessarily the others. I think there are big personalities in Salt Lake City, as we've discussed earlier, who can uh, join this cast and give it some life. And others have pointed out that a lot of the other casts are much larger. And so part of it might be they need to add additional people, which sounds like they are. Uh, of the three, do you think any of those three will be invited back full time? Mm, you think they'll have their own snowflake next season? I think NGH is getting close, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's um she's she's like good because you can't really call her good or bad. She's just like, ugh, you know, she she gets people riled up. And I think that makes her yeah. a good candidate. I also really right. if I wish they had given Dana that final like send off with the telling Jen off because that would have I already like her a lot though so I'd like to see her back Angie K is the one who I'm like I don't care if she comes back (laughs) yeah which is weird she had her moment where I was really into her and she's just too fake I'll I'll be honest like all her all her one-liners are very rehearsed like Lisa can deliver good one-liners that feel real and authentic to her whereas Angie K seems like she like read a book on how to become she, a real housewife and and she definitely rehearsed a lot it's you know which very even, rehearsed, like we said that yeah. that storyline about jen making up a rumor about angie giving heather the black eye was yeah, yeah. you're right even the way the other um lisa and whitney were responding to her sharing that they seemed a little embarrassed for her. Like, they're like, okay, you don't have to go. Like, they're yeah. like, you're trying too hard. That's well, kind of the vibe they were giving. Well, the scissor thing, too. Oh, yeah. They were really, pretty- didn't it seem, cr- they, they were, like, cringing for her. That yeah. She was like, she's really trying to get on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of funny to see, like, the elder housewives, like, 
vetting the younger housewives. This is like really weird dynamic where like it's like, <laughs> like they're really... part of the hiring committee a little yeah, bit. <laughs> a little bit. It did feel like a job interview at that uh, book launch party. Yeah. Well, I hope that we've been getting a lot of uh, other housewife casting news the past week. So mm-hmm. I hope they're not leaving us hanging too long for yeah. this like they've done with Heather's Eye. I hope we get a resolution of that. Well, um, next week reunion. we will have the reunion. So hopefully you and I will also be back to discuss the reunion tea. We will in our red carpet reunion looks. This episode of Disengaging is produced by me, Julia Ritchie. And me, Nicole Nixon. Don't forget to find us and rate us on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And we will see you next week. Bye. And Coach Shaw is not the brother of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I have been under. Th- I almost. I can't believe that I thought. Fell over. I thought that was true for like three seasons. This is like me fixing really? my microphone. I, I need to work on. I'm apparently getting old enough to become susceptible to disinformation and misinformation, and it's a little unsettling. <laughs>